is Bobby. And Jared. We're back. We're back. Episode three. Yeah, episode three. It's a it's a special episode though, right? It's a special episode because we're yeah. uh, we're moving into um, we had to, we had to jump on this topic yeah. before it faded out. So it's episode three, but two and point five based off of our celebrity conversation earlier. Exactly. You know, it's that kind of thing where we were just talking about it, and then an example comes out uh, in the news. It was perfect. It was just perfect because you're you're so. Um, yeah, so right now, we're, this is going to come out on a special day, because normally we're going to be releasing our episodes on Fridays, um, but this one's going to come out on a Tuesday. So check back with us at the end of the week. We'll have a full episode for you <laughs> something brand new. Yeah, or, or we'll have another one, another brand new one, um, December 21st. I think that's when we'll have our, our episode four will come out December 21st. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, that'll be our Christmas special, um, kind of. But then, but this one, this one's important. So... Do uh, you want to just jump right into it? Do you want to talk sure. about anything at all? Sure. No? This is our follow-up from last week. We might as well go into it. Yeah. So um, for those of you who are familiar uh, or know of Lauren Daigle. Um, and I wasn't, by the way. I had not heard any Lauren Daigle songs. After our last uh, podcast, you know, you had you had pulled uh, uh, something from an article in Relevant Magazine, and she was on the cover. And, uh, and I thought, well, who's that? I'll check it out. And... Um, find her on spotify uh love love the recent album uh, yeah. that was my first experience with her you know i i my typical experience with uh contemporary christian music is that i, I get into it uh, about five years after everyone else <laughs> and so in another 10 years i'll probably uh start listening to for king and country <laughs> but, but uh so you know like i said before i'm not i'm not very much uh up to date with uh you know um Christian trends and uh, in books or music, but I loved it. I loved it, and and then uh, you know I even I thought this is great. This is great for my family, my kids. You know, uh, my daughter loves it, and um, uh, she kind of reminds me of Adele. Yeah, yeah. Um, they actually, I've heard someone referenced her as the like the Christian uh, Pink. Okay, which was kind of interesting, <laughs> but. I mean, and, and honestly, I don't want to label her that. She's Lauren Daigle. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's Lauren Daigle. Yeah, that was a frustrating thing about the old days is, they, you know, is uh, that everything, um, the, the way they marketed it in contemporary Christian music was this has to sound like a secular artist. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the, the assumption is that maybe we can give you, like, uh, I don't know, an ecclesiastic alternative yeah. to something else. Uh, but then you just got this feeling like everything out there was just a uh, – a, a commercial product uh, designed to like sort of grab that that part of the Christian market. You know, yeah. it's it's hard not to feel like you're being sold to when you get something thrown at you like that. You yeah, know? it's like um, if you like Nickelback, then you're gonna like Third Day, and then, <laughs> and then like, jokes on them. Yeah. They, nobody <laughs> like Nickelback. Now, okay, I will say I like Nickelback. Okay, and I don't know why people don't like Nickelback. Like, I mean, I understand. Like, I understand they're, they're a little bit like cliche. Kind yeah. Of, whatever but i have always i've always enjoyed their, their music but but the, the they've taken a lot of ire and i agree probably all this time we should have been making fun of limp biscuit instead but yeah and and i like limp biscuit too see i will <laughs> see i like i like all styles of music and so i will say like some people said uh oh, you know nobody like like some people didn't like linkin park and i'm like i like linkin park <laughs> um limp biscuit early limp biscuit i enjoyed um <laughs> You know, I, now they're still biscuits. Now, yeah, now they're, <laughs> now they're really yeah. No, I won't go there. But, uh, but yeah, 
But so anyway, Lauren Daigle. Back to her, yeah. Love her. And um, you know what? Uh, saw an article pop up, and uh, you know, Bobby didn't have to alert this to me at all. This comes up in my <clears> news feed, <throat> and uh, Christian friends <laughs> were trashing her and, be, and sharing an article uh, about something that she had said. What did she say? So apparently um, – so it all started um, – Lauren Daigle – as many other Christian artists have had the opportunity to do, has been actually on a lot of uh, television recently. Um, I believe she was on the Today Show. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I know that she was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Well, she um, has the talent to really have mass appeal. And yeah. every once in a while you get um, you know, a Christian singer that uh, everybody loves them. Yeah. You know? Lecrae was on Jimmy Fallon. Lecrae's been on Jimmy Fallon a lot, actually. Um, and a lot meaning like two or three times. But that's a lot mm-hmm. for most, I think. But... Uh, Lauren Daigle was on Jimmy Fallon. But then she had the opportunity to go on to Ellen's show. Now, this is where everything kind of blew up for her because people got fired up for the fact that she went on to the Ellen show. Okay. Because Ellen is an outspoken lesbian and, you know, and... and oh, she... and famous, like a, a pioneer in, you know, uh, came out as gay on her show famously in the 90s, you yeah, know. Yeah, which ended um, her show. <laughs> which ended her show in the 90s. So yeah. people, people really forget how, you know, how homophobic the 20th century was. But... Yeah. And so, um, so people were upset with Lauren Daigle going on her show because, you know, how how can you be a Christian and go and support someone like that? And so, again, for me, I'm sitting there going, okay, now wait a second. <laughs> uh, what? And it, I just don't understand that. Right. And then Lauren had a great response. She said, um, I don't think it's right for us. To, like Once we start picking and choosing who we're friends with or who we support or um, – who we we show love to, that's when we start missing the gospel, which sounds and right to me. Sounds we're we're good so far. Yeah. So then she gets off of that, and then she's on a Christian radio show. I'm not sure which one, mm-hmm. um, but she was on a Christian radio show, and this Christian radio show host asked her, "So, um, is homosexuality a sin?" Mm-hmm. Now, I've had some conversations with um, some people around this con- around her answer. Um, and we're not. I'm, I don't really think we need to go into the answer necessarily. We're, we'll probably share some thoughts, but okay. But I think that um, her. But her answer was, um, I don't know. Okay. Like basically, it was a, I don't know how to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Like because I have family members who are who are gay. Everybody does, by I, the way. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I have family members who are gay, and I have friends who are gay, and and I have others that are in the LGBTQ. You know, beyond the just being lesbian or homosexual, like mm-hmm. or lesbian or gay, but being. Um, you know, bisexual, transgender, sure. you know, like they, that she has friends in that. She's like, and I love them. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how to answer this. But she also said what she does is she encourages people to go into the Bible, discover what the answer is for themselves, and then go with that. Sounds pretty honest to me. Yes. And so, but you're not, you're not worried about that answer. You're worried about uh, the, the, the community of believers um, because that that's her her biggest like um, fan base. Yeah, is going to be church people. Yeah, um, because she sings church songs. She really does. I mean, every single song on every album is talking to God. It's about you know something from the Bible, and so you're in. So that's her fan base. Mm-hmm. So what is uh, what is the reaction to to that answer? And the reaction to that answer has been mind blowing to me because. Now you have people on different spectrums, but the primary the primary voice I'm hearing is disappointment in her answer. Okay, people wanted her to take the stance on homosexuality, like she should have declared it as a sin and ended it right there, and that should have been enough. 
Um, they wanted her to be, you know, oh, homosexuality is is of the devil, and you know, and then cause like, and then just basically say this is who she is. Now, let's they go ahead and just be. Honest. They would have been happy if she had just tweeted that or something. You know, that's that's how you feel like that's what people wanted. I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like they wanted her to be that voice. Yeah, because she, they want her to use her platform to declare. Right. To declare theology, to declare, yeah. and and again, I mean, she might be a deep theologian. I don't know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when I hear people say, "Take a stance like this, declare this sin, make it your platform," right. now you're creating an op- like a divide for her because now she is a musician first and foremost, right? Yeah. I mean, she's a child of God, but then she is called to be a musician. And she is using her voice, and it is spreading across the world. Her voice, speaking to Christ, speaking of Christ in her music, is causing people to listen. So much so, she ends up on Ellen, uh, the Ellen DeGeneres show. Right. A show that a woman... I'm fond of Ellen. Mm-hmm. I think she has sure. such a great heart. I have a lot of friends who end up going on her show, which I get jealous of. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> because they all live, you know, all my friends, like, or oh, all, yeah. not all my friends. That's right. Have, Bobby's from California. Yeah. So yeah. I have, you know, I have a, a lady who, um, who was like a, a, a mom to me. She's been on her show. She was on her, uh, one of her Christmas shows. We got a bunch of stuff. My, my cousin was just on the show for yeah. one of her Christmas shows. I'm like, what the heck? I want to go to the Ellen show. Um, my wife loves Ellen. Um, so Ellen, if somehow you listen to this, uh, I'd love to be on your show. Um, but anyway, but so, but for for me, it's like you're you're seeing this woman who's using her gifts, being able to go onto the Ellen Show, sing a song talking about Jesus and the power of God, still Rolling Stones. Right? Oh, that, that was, I mean, it's such a powerful song. Which is so, it's so rare that you know a, a, a Christian artist is invited to do something like that. Yeah. I mean, you you can probably count on one hand. You know the 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 gospel singers uh, in in recent years that have been invited to a national TV show to sing something like this. You know, and so for me, it's like so you're gonna tell her you need to take this stance so that way a a, a large portion of our population, right? It's not a it's not a majority. There's I mean we you know it's not as big of a population as I think that we we believe. Yeah. But it's still a it's a big population. Yeah. And those people would stop listening. Like that group of people would stop listening because she makes a stance of yes or no, right? It's like, why would we do that to her? Number one. Yeah. Number two, why would we expect a musician to take a theological stance and have the knowledge of that? Like, I, I don't feel like that's something that's fair to do because that would be that would be me saying, um, so are you a te- so you're a teacher. Um, what do you believe in this, right? And and I can give you any topic. What do you believe in this? What do you like? What does God say about this? Do you know? And then you will look at me and say, uh, "I really don't know." Well, how <laughs> right. dare you? How dare you? You're a Christian, and and and, and uh, you know whatever I say, uh, alienate a portion of my students. You know, yes. alienate a portion of the parents in the community, right? Yeah. So. And and I know that like there's very clear like okay, there are things that we shouldn't celebrate. You know, in regards to you know, um, I, don't, I, I mean, I would even say like Satanism or paganism, that kind of stuff, right? Like, I wouldn't say, hey, you know, like, oh, so there's some things that are just gonna be an easy answer, <laughs> like, yeah, right? Like, yeah, come yeah on, like, uh, you know, how, you know how, how do you feel about murder? Are you cool yeah, with murder? Yeah, uh, no, no, nobody's cool with murder. No, yeah. um, but but Jesus would hang out with the sinners, and I know that people say, well, you're not Jesus, okay? 
get over yourself. We know we're not Jesus, right? But we are disciples of him. We mm-hmm. are supposed to be following his steps. Like, um, I, it was crazy because, so prior to this, I watched this video, the, um, a little video that was on uh, Facebook. Yeah. And somebody was like, when you start having setbacks, remember this. It was like a mama bear going up a hill on snow. Okay. And it was a baby bear falling behind her. And he kept sliding down, or he or she, I don't know, but it was a baby bear mm-hmm. falling down. You know, it was mm-hmm. taking the steps, falling down. Well, then the baby bear decided to go to the right and get into his mama bear's steps. And it got a little bit better grip. And it found its steps, and it got a little bit closer, and it made it to the top of the hill following mama bear's steps. Yeah. And I watched that, and I'm going like, that's us with Jesus, right? Yeah. We try to do it on our own. We keep falling down. Like, but we have to get into his steps. And when we get into his steps, things get a little bit smoother for us because we start saying, okay, I'm following his lead. Well, then if we're following his lead as disciples, then we're going to see who he was hanging out with, how he loved, who did he, who did he show compassion to. Oh, my goodness. You know? It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know? And so, so for me, it's like I watch this going, we are getting so upset at her for, for not taking the stance but in reality, I think she took the exact stance of Jesus. Right. I mean, how many people looked at Jesus and said, how, how dare he hang out with them? You know, Or uh, if he knew who she was, he wouldn't let her touch him. Right. You know? And I think about Jesus and the, the unpopular people. I mean, who is more unpopular than a tax collector? You know, that is a turncoat working for the Roman government, <laughs> you know, against Israel. You know, it's like you are a traitor and here's Jesus. He, he goes to have dinner mm-hmm. uh, at that person's house and loves them, you yeah. know. Well, Levi, who's Matthew, mm-hmm. his disciple. Right. That tax collector who became his disciple. I mean, like, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then, but then you, you let's, let's go ahead and take to the next step, right? So Jesus, let's just share a Bible story, right? I mean, this is a legit interaction that Jesus had and that was accounted in, in the scriptures that Jesus um, was hanging out, teaching a group of guys, and a woman who's caught in adultery, you know, having sex with somebody who's not her husband. Um, for those of you who didn't know what adultery is. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't want you to have to Google it. Yeah, we, yeah, because <laughs> I could take you down a black hole. But, um, but um, <laughs> your average listener knows what it is yeah, in, yeah. in our in our world, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, kids. Yeah, uh, if you're don't, listening, don't Google, yeah, if you're too young to know what that is, don't Google it. Yeah, if you're listening to this in the car with your parents, we apologize. And um, uh, yeah, we don't have an email address, so you can't get a hold of us. But anyway, um, but though, okay, so but now they these guys bring this woman in and they lay her down in front of him and. And they say, this woman has been caught in adultery, and the law tells us to stone her. What do you say? They were asking Jesus to take a stance right. on something that Jesus himself was like... By the way, just to catch him. Just to yes. catch him in something, you yeah. know? Uh, ba- basically, to catch him um, somehow um, going against uh, the Levitical law. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus' response was, Nothing. He went silent. Mm-hmm. Like he sit, he he listened to them, asked the question, and then he gets down. And he starts writing stuff in the sand. Right now, I have my thoughts of what he does there, and I, and I preached on this in my church. But but I just you know I have my imagination running on this. One. Right. But he just writes in the sand, and then he said he stands up and he says, "Look, whoever hears without sin, you can cast the first stone." And he gets back down. He starts writing, and when he does that, all of them start dropping the stones and they walk away. And then he looks at the, looks at the woman and he says, "Woman." Who here condemns you? Mm-hmm. And she says, no one, sir. And he says, neither do I. Now get up and go sin no more. Beautiful. Now, you know, oh, 
amazing, right? Yeah. Amazing. Because it's like one of those things you go like, that's that should be our heart. That that story is life-changing. Yes. If you believe in Jesus, I mean, that should guide your life. Yes. Because now it's like you, the religious leaders are saying, take your stance, Jesus. Take yeah. your stance. Just like the religious people are saying, Lauren Daigle, take your stance. Right. You know, because, because only because you're a popular gospel singer. Yes. <laughs> you know? And you are a popular rabbi. Whoa, you sound like Adele. Let's get let's get you to you yeah. know, let's let's catch you somewhere. Yeah. You know? And the thing is, uh, and part of my language, but it's a, a, a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Sure. Right? Because it's a if she were to say, Yes, homosexuality is a sin, then you have the ultra religious going, Yeah, she's with us. But then you have the ones who are saying, you know what? I don't know if that I'm like in the in her boat saying, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this really falls in line. Like I know, I know Scripture says that you know homosexuality is 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 not something that God is excited about, right? We we see that in Scripture, right. um, but at the same time, it doesn't create a homosexuality over alcoholism, homosexuality over lies, homosexuality over anger, right? It's like it doesn't oh, do that in no. Scripture, but we but for some reason. The religious ultra have made it above every other sin. Oh, and preaching on it. Uh, which, by the way, uh, how many times did Jesus preach on homosexuality? Mm-hmm. Like zero. Yeah, there's. It's not even mentioned. And 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 he preached. I have a friend that says this a lot. Uh, Will, if you're out there, you've really influenced my life. Uh, Will always says, you know, pastor after pastor after pastor wants to preach on, you know, uh, homosexuality, uh, but. Uh, Jesus spent most of his time talking about uh, let's help the poor. Yep. Uh, that, you know, I was hungry and you fed me. I was in prison. You visited me. I was naked and you clothed me. And he's, you know, where where are those sermons? Yeah. And now, so for me, I go into the idea, though, when, when he goes into go and sin no more to this woman, this is where, for me, my mindset goes. Because, again... As we say in our disclaimer in our in our bio, like we, we're saying this, we might not always get it right, but we're going to oh, no, be trying. Oh no, we're wrong to. in this podcast sometimes. Yeah, I mean, but we're still going to share our opinion, and if we're wrong, then we'll own it. But but for me, when I hear this from a pastoral perspective, I see this number one as a as a sign of compassion and love and peace being given to this woman, saying, "Look, yes, you have lived a life that is not necessarily the best for you." Yeah, but. I'm not going to condemn you because that's not that's not why I came into this world. I did not come into the world to condemn the world. I came in to free the world. I came in to free give life to the world. That's what Jesus came into the world for. So I'm letting you know that you are you are free in this. But he did say go and sin no more. And this is where everybody jumps on it. See, look, go and sin no more. Yeah. Well, what is sin, right? And this is where for me I say sin is not like what are you doing or what you're not doing. It's who are you doing it with and who are you not doing it with? When he looked at her, sin in the Spanish language, sin, S-I-N, means without, right? And so when I see this word, I go, I go into sin. What does it mean to be without Jesus? When you are doing things without Jesus, at your forefront, guiding your heart, guiding your mind, yeah, you're going to fall into sin. You know, you're going to fall into things that are not healthy for you. Mm-hmm. But when you keep him at your forefront... When you keep him in in your vision and you're trying to follow his footsteps up the hill, then you're gonna have a little bit of an easier time. Not that not you're not it's not like you're not gonna sin anymore. Not gonna it's not like you're not gonna fail anymore. It just means that you're gonna have a little bit of an easier time understanding his desires, understanding what's healthy for you, and you're gonna strive to live for that 
So when you go and sin no more, it means go and be without Jesus anymore. Like everything you do, go for his glory. Do it for him. That's what he was telling her. And so she left with a new sense of identity, a new sense of purpose, and a new sense of hope, realizing that she didn't have to do this anymore. That she could be something different. Which is what Jesus came in the world to do. Right. He came for her. Yes. He came here for her. And, And that's great. When I when I hear this story, uh, I I think about that because you know Jesus has really taken that focus off of you know what what some Christians call sin management. You know, yeah. by the way, when Christians say sin management, they mean that ironically. They yeah. don't. They, they're, they're, nobody really believes in sin management. It's yeah. sort of to condemn people who you know keep track of sins like in a legalistic way and yeah. you know have to do certain uh, <laughs> things to be forgiven of it. That's just silliness and it's it's not Christianity at all. But, um, you know, that he came to seek and save what was lost, and he took that focus and, and put it on that element of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And no one had to die that day. And you know what's awesome about that? Jesus knew that he was going to be the death penalty for all of us. Yeah. Um, because uh, the according to the law, and, you know, those guys, here's the thing. Those guys weren't wrong. You can stone an adulteress. Mm-hmm. Now, lots of pastors have really brought up the fact that there was no adulterer you know, because it takes two to tango, you know, mm-hmm. um, pastors are fond of bringing that up. And that's totally right. Where was the guy? Yeah, where was the dude? He <laughs> you was know, probably in that crowd. I, I don't understand why guys get to walk scot-free in situations like that, but they do. That's sexist big yes. time. Yes. However, um, you know, he, he, he basically takes all that. He, they come in, and, and they're really not wrong. The, the, the punishment for adultery uh, is death. Mm-hmm. Um, being stoned uh, by the community, um, but that's that's the law. But then Jesus, you said, what is sin? You mm-hmm. know, Jesus made it pretty clear that everybody has sinned. You know, and he says, if you have hated your brother, you've committed murder. Mm-hmm. If you have lusted, uh, then you have committed adultery. So literally, everybody holding a stone at that moment was probably guilty of adultery mm-hmm. uh, by Jesus's standards. Because in a, in a group full of guys, I'm going to say, um, what percentage of guys uh, ha- have lusted? I would say probably 100% of those guys, right? Yep. Let's just be generous and say 100% of men have lusted. <laughs> and uh, wh- who is guilty of hate? Uh, let's just be real generous and say 99.9% of all men are guilty of hate, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so Jesus knows that we're all worthy of death, and he came to be the death and 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 defeat death you know so when you get down to asking someone a question uh about theology uh to me um you know the only question that i think uh somebody should that just really matter to me how they answer if i'm going to try to stop somebody is do you believe in the death of death and resurrection of jesus christ do you believe that he's the son of god and died and was resurrected. I mean, that's that's the important question right there. Yeah. And I think that ultimately it's, um, you know, to pigeonhole somebody, right? Um, it, it, it's unfortunate when we live in a world, in a Christian world, where we can share or show so much anger or hatred towards a demographic that we'd expect people who are Christian and have great platforms, Christian celebrities or celebrity Christians, 
and expect them to take that kind of stance and when it's it's not it's not for them to take that kind of stance. Oh yeah, get off that. It's, yeah. it's not for us to take that kind of stance. Because Jesus said they will know you are my followers by what? Not by your stance against homosexuality. Right. Not for your stance against um, you know, abortion. Not for your stance against you know, it's it's like it's not none of that. Not for who did you vote for? Not for um, man. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 that's not what Jesus said. He said they're going to know you are Christians by your love, mm-hmm. your love for me as Jesus, but your love for each other. Because he said the two greatest commandments. The first one is this: love your God above any other God. There is no other God. So love God above any other God. Secondly. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And he said these the other one is just like the first one. Right. And why does he say that? Because when God created mankind, he said, we're going to make them in our image. So when you love God above any other God and you love your neighbor more than yourself or just as yourself, you're loving God because God's image is in your neighbor. So that's why they're just like each other. But for some reason, we kind of say, well... But we go into that lawyer stance when he talks about the Good Samaritan. Oh my goodness, you know, right. Uh, well, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Everybody's your stinking neighbor. Everybody's your neighbor. So yeah. love them. And just to catch that, later Jesus says, love your enemies. Yes. So. Yes. I mean, there's so much to this. But so ultimately, it's it's the whole thing of how about we start encouraging the people who are on platforms or that have religious platforms to demonstrate love, mm-hmm. to demonstrate what it means to follow Christ fully. How about we call them to stop taking stances on things other than taking stances on injustice, uh, the poor, the hungry, the the naked. The How stuff we, that Jesus talked about. The stuff that For Jesus, real. Yes. The stuff that even the Old Testament talked about. And we're going to be talking about the next episode, mm-hmm. which we're excited about. But it's the idea of what does it really mean for us to grab onto those topics instead quit trying to get them to focus on, on things that Jesus wouldn't have focused on. Yeah, Paul mentions it. You know, yeah, you know, the other letters to the churches mentions these things, but that's also like, you know, we 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 need to be honest about the fact that brokenness is in humanity. Mm-hmm. But all of those things that were spoken of brought about the glory of Jesus. Mm-hmm. The reason for Jesus is because the brokenness was in humanity, and that's what we have to rest in. Everything points to Christ. So, yeah, if you believe it shouldn't matter what you believe about homosexuality. It shouldn't it's like you said, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Do you love your neighbors? you love yourself? I try to. Okay, you're doing what Jesus commanded. When, when he was on, the before he left, the Great Commission said, you go and teach people what I taught you. Well, what did he teach them? And again, I've preached on this before in my church, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing this here in this podcast because I'm hoping that the 15 people that are listening to it will hear this. Mm-hmm. Is that the, you know, but in, he said this in the Great Commission, go and teach them what I taught you. What did he teach them? Go back to the Sermon on the Mount. Because what did he do when he said, when he told them, meet me on the, by, the, um, by the Sea of Galilee? He told them. Well, if you go where he went, he went to the hillside right by the Sea of Galilee. When he's taught the Sermon on the Mount, he was on a hillside by the Sea of Galilee. It seems to me that he took them back to the very point that he first taught them what he taught them. Wow. So when he taught them the Sermon on the Mount, and then he says to them, teach them what I taught you. I can imagine being the disciples, something triggering. What did you teach us? Oh, shoot. I was standing over there at the Sermon on the Mount, 
you know, I mean, granted, they didn't have the Sermon on the Mount title, but right. when he was <laughs> preaching to the crowd, and this is what he taught us, be peacemakers, mourn with those who mourn, like, be salt and light. And everything triggers in them saying, that's what we're supposed to teach people, what we were taught. And that's how we should be living. We should be teaching people what we were taught. And what were we taught? If you don't know what we were taught, then go to Matthew 5, 6, 7, and the beginning of 8, and start realizing those are the things that Jesus taught. And that's what he expects out of his disciples. So don't ask people to take a stance on what's sin and what's not sin. How about we take a stance on what's love and not love? Yeah. And let them speak to that. And I would add to that, so long as we're reading the Sermon on the Mount, just consider the possibility that Jesus meant all of that. Because a lot of times what we do with the words of Christ, when they're very plain, is try to talk ourselves out of it. I've heard entire sermons in actual Christian churches where they say, well, Jesus didn't really mean that. Here's what he means. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it will ultimately turn into something about um, maybe you shouldn't turn the other cheek. Maybe you should fight back. That's a big one with oh, people. A lot gosh. of people want to fight. I don't mean to start that one. We can talk about that yeah. another time. But a lot of people think that Christians are supposed to fight back. And they want to tell you how maybe the Sermon on the Mount, you know, this is, you know, figurative. I wish that people, I wish that Christians would take the Sermon on the Mount as literally as they take the book of Genesis. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, there you go. That's our stance on the this, this stuff. Like My stance <laughs> is right now. I'm com- what I take away from this is I'm going to basically listen to all of Lauren Daigle's albums on Spotify later today. Yes, and my stance is I'm going to keep buying Lauren Daigle's albums. I'm not, I'm not knocking Spotify. I'm not knocking all that. But I'm saying I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to buy it. And, and mainly because my wife loves Lauren Daigle. So whenever a new album comes out, I like to buy one for her. Um, and our kids sing along with it in the car which is awesome it's good for kids man oh yeah and you know for me it's just love I'm actually wearing a shirt right now that says be bold love well you there know? you go I mean that's and um, that's actually a, um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like that's going to be a title of my upcoming or second book that I'm working on yeah because I'm writing a book right now coincidentally I'm wearing a shirt that says <laughs> Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and would you believe that is the title of a rock opera that I once worked on whoa yeah what are the odds yeah hmm. there you go <laughs> let's just talk about clothes talk about clothes now and talk about how much we love clothes no I'm just kidding but okay. yeah, uh, we're <laughs> yeah we're done yeah we're done it's, it's, it's off the rails we're gonna come back I'm just gonna say this my closing thought you can share your closing thought after this but my closing thought is this Love people, love your neighbor, love who they are. Um, you can you can have your thoughts on on lifestyles. You can have your thoughts on, on on sin, but let that never hinder you from loving your neighbor the way that Christ called us to love them. Never look at somebody as being different because everybody's broken. Because then that means that somebody could be looking at you as different and not loving you well because of your brokenness. We all have our stones that we're carrying. Let's drop them and let's love people in their brokenness, in their hurt, and walk alongside of them, pointing them to Jesus, pointing them to his teachings. Because what did he teach us? Love your neighbor. Love your God. Love your neighbor. That's it. So that's my final thought. My final thought is um, no matter what you have done uh, or um, have not done, you can be... Uh, by your works can be no closer to God than anyone else. So we get on this idea of, you know, I understand God more than you. 
or I am living the Christian life more than you. And in truth, all of that is actually, in terms of salvation, garbage. We all have to rely upon the grace of Jesus Christ. We're all coming from the same position. We need Jesus. And if we do not have him, uh, we're done. We're sunk. Yes. We got nothing. Amen. Well, that's it. Hey, that was our special episode, kind of, episode three, coming out on a special day. Um, You know, hey, if you are subscribing to this, thank you so much. If you are downloading this, thank you so much. Uh, But if you can, if you are on, we just got on iTunes and all that stuff, Spotify, uh, so cool to do that. Uh, But if you can, rate us. Share a comment, do something, but um, but the the more you rate us, the easier it is for other people to find us. Um, so that's exciting. Um, and, and so if you can do that, yeah, we'd love it's to gonna that. be real sad if the only review on there is mine. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, and um, and if it if it disappears for some reason, just keep trying. I don't I don't know I don't know anything else other than that because I heard somebody say I tried to rate you guys but it disappeared. Um, yeah, I don't know. They have to approve it, and I've I've uh, done iTunes reviews before, and uh, iTunes re- approves your reviews. Oh, really? Yeah, make oh. sure you're not a troll or okay. a robot. You know. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, um, so do that. Subscribe, rate us, share it with your friends. Do what you got to do. But this is Jared and Bobby in the Frank and Sense conversation. So excited to be here. Excited to be with you guys. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.